They're the products that haul. They're the products that move. They're the products that keep us working. Trucks are one part of the segment and one part of the marketplace that we all need. No matter where you live in the world, whether it be a downtown core or a way out in the farm, you need trucks. You may not think it, but you do. And Volkswagen knows this. And Volkswagen, as a lot of people don't think, has been doing this since the dawn of the Type 2 to microbus. Yes, Volkswagen has been in the truck industry longer than most people think. And in North America, we've only ever been exposed to one Volkswagen truck, the old Wascoey Wabbit. Besides that, we have never seen the likes of another Volkswagen truck. Well, today, Autolux is going to bring that to you. We're going to show you how Volkswagen went from a Type 2 microbus to planning on taking over the world of mid-sized pickup trucks with possibly the help of the Ford Motor Company. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Autolux. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself. And today we're going to be taking a look at Volkswagen and their trucks. Now, if you like this podcast, please help us share it, repost it, follow us, and like both our page and our website at www.autolux.net. And over on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube, Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, amongst other ways you can listen and hear and see our many products. Autolux, the one behind the year-end rating for all new cars and bringing you the likes of the Autolux A-plus award of design excellence and the Rusty Award for the worst designs around the world. Today we're taking a look at how Volkswagen has been in the truck market a lot longer than people think. Yes, Volkswagen has been playing around with trucks since the 50s. The original microbus, the Type 2 microbus, which was called the type 2 pickup now the microbus was very versatile it could work as a crew cab it could work as a single cab gotta remember the engine being where it is they can do anything with what's in between it and with that they can create a box and because of this they can actually put work boxes underneath the box because the box of the truck would ride higher than the initial floor of the vehicle great but we didn't see it over in north america we really didn't see the type 2 pickup we saw the microbus but the type 2 pickup wasn't a big thing yes cab over trucks were around. Dodge did them, Chevy did them, Ford did them. They all did the cab over trucks, essentially using their vans to build trucks. And they were pretty neat. They were pretty cool. But Volkswagen built that for 20 years. Until in 1971, they saw a new market. They saw the rise of the crossover utility trucks. Now, this was a marketplace that was put into motion after World War II. Studebaker, Hudson, Ford, they all played around with the ideas. Hell, the original Model A essentially is the original crossover utility truck. Because the Model T was considered a sedan, the Model A pickup truck was built off the platform, which would make it a crossover utility truck because it was a crossover between a truck and a car. Volkswagen saw this marketplace and took forward. It didn't move into mid-sized truck. You gotta remember the microbus really was the original minivan. It was a microbus, the essential first minivan before the name was coined. But crossover utility vehicles were getting big in the 70s. The El Caminos, the Rancheros, they were there, but they were big. Volkswagen didn't get into that field. No. They saw emerging markets in South America, Africa, the Middle East, and even Asia to exploit. They got into the Volkswagen Carmen Cheetah. Now we're well aware they did the Carmen Ghia, but they also have the Carmen Cheetah, which is essentially a roadster with a box on the back. Whoever would have thought of having a sport car with a box on it? Very versatile. For all those guys that like having nice little cars, 
but want to tow stuff around. I have a station wagon. It's my little fun car. And it's like a mini truck when you take your back seats out. It's really cool. But that was just a concept. It's where they were going next. With the arrival of the golf platform. And in North America, the Wabbit. That Wasquee Wabbit morphed into the 1979 Volkswagen Rabbit pickup truck. Yes, they extended the platform out and put a box on it. Being North America, it was called the Rabbit pickup. European marketplaces, the Golf pickup. And in South America and African nations, the Severo. The beginning of the Severo started in the 80s. It was built off the Fox platform originally. But you have to remember, Volkswagen liked to use platforms for multiple cars. Multiple. They still do it today. Gotta remember how many things are built off the original platform of the Beetle. How the Microbus was built off of it. They built a lot of things off of very little product lines. That's how they managed to grow exponentially over the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's how they blew up onto the world stage. It's because they took one platform and built as many products off of it as possible. Gotta remember the Fox had a sedan, a coupe, a wagon, and it also had the Severo truck. Similar to the likes of what Mini did. The original Mini. There were cargo vans, elongated wagons, shooting brakes, the original two-door hatch. They also had trucks. They built as much off of as little as possible. Keep costs down and hit every market you can. And the Severo did this. And it catapulted Volkswagen into stardom in its select markets. Now, the Rabbit didn't do that in its home markets. No, the Rabbit never really took off. The Rabbit pickup, or Caddy pickup, never blew up to the point that it was great. Volkswagen knew. So, in 1990, they decided to team up with the ultimate builder of mid-sized pickup trucks. You gotta remember 1990. It wasn't until mid to late 80s that the big three were getting into the mid-sized market. Dodge utilized their partnership with Mitsubishi to build what would soon become the Dakota with their old Ram 150s. Ford used their help with Mazda to build the Rangers. And General Motors built the S10 Sonomas. Volkswagen wanted a piece of pie. And knowing this, they developed a partnership with Toyota Motor Corporation and built their Taro mid-sized pickup truck. Yes, if you take a look at it on our website, www.autolux.net, you will see that the Taro is a Tacoma. Taro, Tacoma. Hell, you even gotta make less letters for the name in the stamping process. And the Taro came in all body styles that Tacoma did. But yet again, Volkswagen didn't have a hit on their hand. Partnership helped them reduce their cost and get into a marketplace that they needed. But unfortunately, Toyota isn't just like GM, Ford, or anyone else doesn't want to compete with people on their platform. Their partnership soon dissolved. And with that, the hopes of Volkswagen entering the mid-sized marketplace. Now, at this point in time, the Severo is still moving along. But in marketplaces like Africa, Middle East, and South America, small, compact, crossover utility trucks are still big money. But as the 90s came to a close and the early 2000s were upon us, those markets were even starting to see a shift into mid-sized trucks. With the average wage increasing in select countries, they started moving out of the compact pickup trucks and into mid-sized pickup trucks. They wanted something with four-wheel drive that can go out into the bush. Not something for booting around the cities. No, no. They wanted to go out and have some fun. So the Severo took a hit. It didn't die, but it took a hit. Still built off the Fox platform, the Severo was decreasing. And Volkswagen knew this. They knew they needed a new truck. They needed a truck to take on the world of mid-sized trucks. They have this grand idea. Let's move up. Let's build a new marketplace. And they knew by building a brand new mid-sized platform, they'd have to utilize it for other things. So they did. They used it for brand new vans. They used the platform for commercial vehicles. They went on to build what would soon become their halo truck. Truck that would be Volkswagen. A truck that in North America we still have not seen thanks to the chicken tax. The Amarok. Now the Amarok 
wasn't just a truck, it was the truck, and it soon was catching up to the competition from Toyota and Ford. The Ranger and the Hilux were losing ground, and the Amarok was gaining. Why? Because now the Germans had a truck. Germany had a truck, but they didn't stop there. Knowing the commercial sales also come from large-scale cargo vans, Volkswagen looked at its crafter vans and said, we can do better. The Amarok will fill in when the supervisor shows up on site, but when you're sending guys to a construction site, they need a truck that can bring everything with them. And knowing that the F-150, Sierra, Silverado, and Ram aren't available in every single marketplace around the world, they knew their cargo van had to have a drop side. And that's where the crafter drop side came in. Add a tipping box to it, and you got something even better than the North American marketplace has. But because in North America, big full-size trucks rule the day, the crafter couldn't join them. And because in North America, we still are held under the foot of the chicken tax, which does not allow us to have pickup trucks built elsewhere in the world and shipped into our nation without paying a premium, the Amarok could not come here. It could not meet the stringent codes of the North American marketplace. And without meeting those codes, like the skyline before it, it would have to be redesigned and reworked for the North American marketplace, along with the crafter. A crafter drops on, they could sell the van here, but the second they put it as a chassis, it falls into the truck marketplace, subjecting it to chicken taxes. Now, if they were smart, they'd put some rearward-facing seats in it like Subaru did with the Baja, but they didn't. The Amarok has gone on to world startup. It's a truck that we still see today, and I've actually seen one of these in my hometown. Now, they were travelers from Europe coming to visit family here who had their vehicle shipped over, but it's still amazing to see it. When I saw it, I almost ran off the road because it wasn't like what we have here. You get so used to seeing the Silverados, Colorados, and hell, like the Ranger has just come out. It's still cool to see it, but knowing that the Raptor is in here, it's still not that cool. But in 2019, Volkswagen signed another deal. Another one that may help the Amarok enter our shores. Consider the fact that the Ranger is built here and the Ranger falls under the radar of the chicken tax. Volkswagen soon had a partnership with Ford. Ford looking for a new way to save money on building its vans in the European marketplace. They teamed up with Volkswagen for help for the brand new transits. They also wanted to share technology. But as Volkswagen soon learned from this partnership with Ford, the Amarok may never show up in the North American marketplace. Because unless Volkswagen decides to turn around and build this thing off the Tiguan or Atlas at the Chattanooga plant. They can't make it here. But the, the Touareg and the Atlas are unibod. Like the Severo, they're a crossover utility truck. And if you take a look back to 2000, you'll see the Volkswagen Advanced Activity concept, which is a Touareg with a box. The first consideration Volkswagen had at making a truck for the North American marketplace, knowing that they were going to build the Touareg for the North American marketplace. Now, you got to remember, trucks are big business here. The F-150 is one of the top 10 selling vehicles for the North American marketplace. Within that top 10, there are three trucks. There are trucks and SUVs. We like big products. Camry is still one of the few cars that actually makes it on that list. But the F-150 is high up, and the F-150 is a truck. But Volkswagen doesn't build full-size trucks. They're body on frame. The Amarok's body on frame, but it's mid-size. The Ranger's body on frame, but like we said, Ford didn't want to allow Volkswagen to build the Amarok for the North American marketplace. Volkswagen considered it. They wanted to do it, and this is the reason why they got into bed with Ford. They got into it because they wanted to give them a helping hand with vans in the European marketplace, and in turn, they wanted the North American marketplace with trucks. But when you consider the fact that the Mazda BT-50 hasn't arrived on our shores, even though Mazda still has partnership 
ownership deals with Ford, it goes to show you that Ford doesn't want to bring competition to our market. Because in some ways, Mazda did beat the Ford, which is unfortunate because we would like to see the BT50 back here as well. But again, nobody likes to share. FCA doesn't help. They don't want to allow the Fiat Strada to cross our borders. And General Motors doesn't allow Isuzu to send their trucks over either. So it seems the North American marketplace has become a closed playing field for everyone else. Unless you're building it in North America, you can't sell it in North America. Hence the reason why the Toyota Tundra and Nissan Titan are built in North America. You know, Mitsubishi has the new Triton, but their deals with FCA have dwindled, which means the Triton won't come back. We may never see any more trucks pass the American 3. The Tacoma and the Frontier are the only other products that can compete. And they do. The Frontier still outsells some of its competitors, being over 20 years old. And the Tacoma is still one of the best-selling mid-size trucks globally. Even in the North American marketplace, they still hold a high percentage over General Motors, Ford. So why not? Well, mid-size markets are a fickle place, and Volkswagen knows that. In North America, people like big trucks, and Volkswagen doesn't want to build a full-size truck. But with that mindset and Ford not allowing them to move forward, Volkswagen may still get into the truck market and they may do it with two trucks. Volkswagen released the Atlas Tenno pickup concept built off the Volkswagen Atlas platform, a mid-size unibody pickup truck. They've also built the Volkswagen Turok, which is built off of the Volkswagen Touareg platform built in North America. They are considering building off of the unibody construction platforms in Chattanooga, Tennessee to build their North American built trucks to get past the chicken. And with the rise of crossover utility trucks, we may soon be able to see a brand new Volkswagen pickup truck. Something we have not seen since the rabbit pickup of the 70s and 80s. And Volkswagen may soon be able to say they can compete against Toyota and General Motors. If you want to be the biggest player in the world, you need to compete in the biggest playing fields out there. Toyota competes on a playing field as General Motors, except for one. They don't build cargo van. That's something Toyota needs to consider for the marketplace. But with the trouble Nissan had with their NVs, they may reconsider. And considering the fact that Volkswagen only sells CUVs and cars here, they may want to get off their asses and push a truck into our marketplace. Because coming from a city filled with trucks and being myself an owner of a truck, when you have a truck, you buy other products from that truck company. When you own a car, you're willing to consider. And Volkswagen knows that and Ford knows that. So without help from Ford, Volkswagen may have trouble trying to enter the mid size marketplace with a full body on frame pickup truck. So the next Amarok, which is being produced in concept forms now, may have to reconsider its stance. Now Volkswagen is still considering building this thing for sale in the North American marketplace, but they have to know that the North American marketplace is going to be able to withstand financial ability of building this damn thing. Because if they're going to have to build it here, they're going to have to build it for a global scale. And that's where the Tenroke and the Turok come into play. And with the rise of crossover utility trucks from both Hyundai and Honda, you may see these products arrive sooner than later. So all in all, Volkswagen has had trucks for a lot longer than most people think. Everybody remembers hearing about the Amarok in the early 2000s, but they've been around a lot longer than that. And with the rise and fall of the Volkswagen Microbus slash Combi was also the rise and fall of their only successful pickup truck they've ever built until the Amarok. Without help from Ford, Volkswagen may not be able to hit their market 
market with a fully body on frame vehicle but now with this with the resurgence in the crossover utility truck market they may see some light at the end of their tunnel so all in all volkswagen should go after at least the cut marketplace in north america giving us something else than the honda ridgeline and with hyundai on its way with the new santa cruz they may have to hurry up because you don't want to play catch up in a market that loves trucks so from our looks please keep checking out if you like this and enjoyed it please share like or comment on this post and tell other people about it from facebook to twitter from linkedin to pinterest youtube podbeam itunes and spotify autolooks is there over at www.autolooks.net bringing you all of the new cars from around the world and every january our end of the year review of all cars from around the world up to 400 ratings of new cars and product and we hope to see volkswagen's brand new truck on that list soon and we hope that it hits a high mark within the crossover utility truck market and possibly the mid-size truck market so strap yourself in for one, one fun wild ride from volkswagen's truck market